Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Fresh Dot, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Landbauer. Welcome back, everybody. Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church of Freistadt. And it is Friday, July 7th, and I'm here with our senior pastor, Carl Landbauer. Good to be back. And Angela Axtman. Hi, Rick. It's good to have all of you back. Welcome to nearly the end of the week. Um, we have been in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, all week long. And we're going to continue that today, looking at two verses, verses 51 and 52, uh, which are parables of the new and old treasures. So, Pastor, why don't you take us? Yeah. Yeah, very short little saying here, but it's prefaced by a question. Jesus asks the disciples, Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. Okay, so here are some observations and questions that I have. First of all, as somebody who is himself a teacher, whenever you ask your students if they understand, <laughs> as Jesus is... They always nod the head, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, got so it. how confident yeah. can then, we be? Then you give the test. <laughs> how confident can we be that they were being truthful with Jesus when they said, yes, we do understand all of these things? I personally... You doubt, got your doubts. I doubt that they were. Yeah. Uh, well, that in a sense, I think that's the point of the parable. Mm-hmm. It is that... You have an understanding now, but then throughout your life and throughout your conversations and as you reflect back on this, you're going to keep finding there's more and there's more and there's more to draw from these passages. And of course, for the disciples, when their minds would really get opened up would be Pentecost. Yes. When the Holy Spirit comes upon them and Jesus made that promise to them that he would send one who would teach them all things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's really when they took that leap forward and went from unschooled fishermen to those who would bring the gospel message to the world. Um, It makes me think of, Pastor, as you said, um, you know, if if they really understood, then uh, every every time you go back, you're going to learn something new and something new and something new. And it brings to mind the verse about the word of God is living and active. Mm-hmm. And um, that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I can read, I, I try to do the Bible in a year, every year, and I always, there always comes seasons where I drop out and then I get back in. So I really never have read the whole Bible in a year, but if you put a bunch of years together, maybe I have. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the point is that I can come back and read something and first of all feel like I've actually never read this before is that you know is this new mm-hmm. did they add this since the last know, time right yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know it's not um, but it you do get more and more out of it as you mature and you grow in your faith or as your circumstances change or the situations in your life cause different things to stand out to you more than others and that's that's thrilling to me because it really will never get old. Yeah, yeah. in a sense, this is such a short little verse here, but this is what is so much fun about being in the Word, is that God is constantly 
bringing and, and I love the language of treasure. Like it's not like, oh, that's an interesting insight to put in a book that will change nobody's life ever. It is, wow, this changes everything. And I, I, I my mind turns to kind of my perspective, I think, as I came out of seminary was, you know, I'm going to sit in counseling and maybe I'm working with somebody and we're working on a marriage. And then here are a few Iowa passages that'll probably apply to marriage. And maybe somebody comes to me and they're struggling with alcohol. And here are some Bible passages and I kind of need to have a library so I can pull out the right thing at the right time. And what I found actually happens in conversation with people is that just whatever word of God has gotten deeply inside of me, it starts to show up and show me new things that are what people need to hear in, in those conversations. And it is these are treasures. They are changing people's lives because it's God speaking. And so... I, I mean, the, the I don't love this passage, but I love this truth. It's just incredible. You guys are opening up new understandings to these verses than I had going into it. I look at verse 52, and where it says, Jesus, and he said to him, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. So as I understand it, the scribes, of the Jews were the teachers. They, it would have been upon them to be the teachers of the law, right? Yeah. And so, again, as a teacher and somebody who has spent a good deal of time writing, refining, and evaluating curriculum, I, I think about, well, what was the curriculum for the early church? To me, it, it had to be the Old Testament because the New Testament really was either in the process of being written or hadn't been written yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that might be what Jesus is alluding to when he talks about the treasure of what is new, which is this, this new now application and the fulfillment of all of what was written in the Old, mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Yeah. That's pretty fun. You think there's something there? That's fun, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure that, that that is the you, case. You think about like Jesus on the road to Emmaus on Easter Sunday when he's talking with those two disciples. What does it say? He's, he's opening up the scriptures to them mm -hmm. and explaining to them how the Son of Man, how the Son of God had to come and suffer all of these things. He was pointing to those verses from like Isaiah 53 mm -hmm. or Psalm 22. Or he might have even been hearkening all the way back to Genesis 3 when... God first makes the promise of the Messiah to Adam and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think I said this on an earlier podcast. I would have loved to have just been an, an, a witness to that conversation just to see all of the places in the, in the Old Testament where Jesus went to connect all of those dots mm -hmm. back to himself. Yeah, I, I think we actually see this happening in the New Testament in some of like Paul's letters. Mm -hmm. I, I, my mind jumps to Ephesians 5 where Paul quotes the Old Testament and says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And he says, this mystery is profound. And I'm saying it's about Christ and the church. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Right. Like that, I mean, all of a sudden new treasure from what they have had for millennia right. passed down from you know, Moses. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's part of what God is, is doing and what Jesus is alluding to here. I can't help but hold up another podcast as much as we enjoy having you be a part of this podcast. One that my wife and I check in on every day is the Christ in Every Word podcast that originates from the Concordia Bible Institute 
on the campus of Concordia University, Wisconsin, by Dr. Brian German, who that that whole podcast in the Concordia Bible Institute was begun by the late Dr. John Seleska from Trinity. Many of you, I'm sure, know him or know of him. And he championed that phrase of Christ in every word, going all, you know, with the idea, I think it was Luther who actually made that that point, but that Christ is found in every word of the Old Testament. And it's just this matter of extracting it and understanding mm-hmm. how it all connects. I think that connects to when Jesus says, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. That is not a seminary education. It is not a PhD in Hebrew or Greek. That is recognizing that Jesus is at the heart of all of it. And it's and it's being given the gift of God's spirit and then the ability to, to, to start to see things through that new lens of everything is funneling to and from Jesus Christ. Right. And once once that's true and you understand Jesus Christ not as... Um, I have to be careful with this because we can get Jesus wrong too, right? We can turn him into a teacher of laws or to a you know a, a wise teacher. But when we recognize every word of Scripture is leading us to a Savior who died for us so that we could have salvation and who's coming again, once once we have that piece in place, the rest starts to fall into place a little bit at a time. And like Angela, you were alluding to, you know, every time you pass back through the Scriptures, there's more there with that foundation then then what's being built a little bit at a time each pass through the scriptures is going to keep producing these treasures right and it truly is a treasure as mm-hmm. you pointed out um when you're in god's word on a regular basis you will never cease to be amazed at how god can bring new revelations to you new applications because we're not always at the same place emotionally or mentally in our life and so by reading a Bible passage over and over again, it's going to fit a new context for where we are in that moment in our life. Mm-hmm. Which also, by the way, happens to be a great reason why we should be memorizing Scripture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're never too old, by the way, <laughs> to do memory work. It's not just a student thing. It's a Christian thing. Yeah, and, and you don't have to do it the hard way you can start with something like the psalm of the month that we do every month we repeat the psalm so that mm-hmm. you can be internalizing it and getting used to it and getting those words familiar mm-hmm. and that's that's the we mentioned before that the presence the giving of the spirit so that then when they say have you understand all these things and they say yes it's it's a lot more true once they've got the spirit right, <laughs> right. but as jesus talks about what the spirit's going to do he says he's going to bring to remembrance the things that i have spoken to you and uh, that, I don't think that means he does the memory work for you. It means that in the right moment, the words that have been stored away come out in order to benefit you and to benefit the people that you love. By the grace of God, I've experienced that. you know, And I'm sure many of our listeners have experienced that too. When you might find yourself in a very uh, God-oriented conversation with somebody and you just almost feel like you're a part you're a bystander to the conversation, even though the words are coming out of your mouth and you're, you're not recognizing them as yours, that's proof positive that the Holy Spirit is the one that's speaking through you. Yeah. Or when you can't remember Afterwards. what you said. Yes, right. yeah. So you know. They have, whoever you're talking to comments, says, wow, you know, when you said this, mm-hmm. I, said I said that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why, maybe this is taking this in a 
weird direction, but for some reason, when I read the second, the second verse, therefore every teacher of the law who has become a disciple, um, I've, I, I see some implication of joy there. Um, and it's talking about some, somebody going from being a teacher to actually being a student, right? And as the student, then you're wanting to share what you've learned sure. or this, this new treasure. And it, it then is reminding me of, I don't know why, but, um, I like to sew. And if somebody comes to my house and I have a few things out that I've made, which like they don't have a tag on them that says Angela made this. Mm -hmm. But if somebody's sitting there and comments on something I made, well, that kind of catches my attention. And then it's kind of like, well, if you like that, I can show you something else (laughs) that I made too. And it's really cool. And, and And I start pulling out my old treasures on top of my new treasures and this whole conversation starts and because you're you're so excited sure exactly i'm as you're describing that for what's true for you with sewing i'm thinking about like sports memorabilia yeah or antiques or whatever your passion your hobby is you you just instinctively you want to share it because yeah, you just get with joy. any interest that anybody shows, you just get yeah, you get joy in knowing that hey, is, is this resonating with you? Yeah, are you, are you liking this? That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, and if that's true about the things, the stuff that we have, how much more true is it when we're talking about the things of God, God's word? Yeah, and and when you have something that somebody who just seems hungry for a yeah. little bit more, and exactly. it's exciting. Right. Well, you've really nailed our rejoice. Right off the bat here. (laughs) What about repent? Should we think about this one for a while? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's easy to, to not just take this gift for granted, but to neglect it, to neglect the word of God, to neglect the training in the word of God, uh, and to... Lose out on the treasures for self and for others. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. To see it as something, anything other than a treasure is truly something to repent of. Yeah. To not recognize what we have here. You know, if I want to go back to my sports memorabilia example, it would be like looking at something and thinking it's a piece of junk when somebody else looks at it and says, do you realize what you've got here? Mm -hmm. You know, how many stories have we heard about people buying something at a rummage sale that was mm-hmm. worth thousands of dollars. Clearly the person didn't recognize the treasure that they had. Yeah. And tragically, that's true of a lot of people when it comes to the Word of God. Well, and I think on those same lines, just the, the first sentence, have you understood all these things? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that probably means, did, did you hear them? <laughs> you know, the person, the, the person being asked, you kind of... Um, substitute i heard it so that means i understood it well not really you know so the the repent i guess would just be to like you said rick to to recognize the value and so our request i think would be to again see with new eyes the treasure that lies before us and then to be given opportunities every day to share that treasure of great value 
Yeah. I think too, that that language of being trained for the kingdom strikes me too. God grant me that I would be trained uh, more and more. Uh, I don't want to, don't want to ever be complacent Mm -hmm. because it, it, well, what strikes me is treasure is so precious and it's something I can share. And these words are words that, that people need for the sake of marriages that are broken, uh, for the sake of kids who are with, from whom you're estranged for the sake of the, the neighbor or the friend who's not walking with Jesus and needs salvation. There's just so many, well, it's every context. The word of God is what people need. And so I don't want to ever be content and say I have enough. Or to think that you can't learn something anymore. Yeah. Like as a parent, you know, you can think you're you're the one always teaching your kids. You mean I'm not and, done? And here he's <laughs> he's flipping this and saying the teacher becomes the student. Mm-hmm. And that you can always do that. Our time is up. Uh, this time, it always seems to go so quickly. But we're so thankful that you joined us again. Tomorrow we will be back one more day uh, as we take a look at these parables of the kingdom. Uh, Until then, we will see you tomorrow. God bless you all.